This episode of the Off Course Podcast is brought to you by Bagboy. For over 75 years, Bagboy has been at the forefront of solving the experience of getting the golf bag from one location to another. Whether you're looking for the smooth ride of a push cart, the durable travel covers, or a bag loaded with features, Bagboy will certainly have a quality option ready for you. For more information, visit www.bagboy.com. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Hello, you absolute legends. It is Masters Week here on the Original Off Course Podcast. How exciting is that? We are already around in, uh, but we don't know what's going on. It's Tuesday right now. So we are in the past coming uh, to you in the present. I'm joined today by Mr. James Miles, who told me today that we needed a master show. And you know what? I agreed with him. So here he is, James. What is happening, my man? Well, the biggest thing is I wanted to know what a master's is. Can you tell me what a master's is? It's the master's. Oh, okay. Is it that thing that all those people are excited about and those other people are really excited about trying to win and upset everybody else? Have you ever lotteried? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. How's I, that gone? Every single year I have, and I won the first year I entered it. So this is going on like year 12. I have a master's flag. So wait, you're, you're 10. Cause, uh, our buddy, Dean Decrisha Hufflepuff, um, staff writer, Decrisha Hufflepuff, yeah. um, staff writer extraordinaire actually bought my tickets from me in 2013. Cause I couldn't go, um, I don't remember what was going on other than I was teaching and I don't think that was the reason, but you, either way, he and Jen got to go. And I think I had, I had Wednesday practice round tickets. So the par three and then Thursday tournament round tickets. And I was like, well, you know, I'll sell them. It'll be cool. I'll hit again. I've not, no, I've not hit again. <laughs> You've officially been cursed. The golfing <laughs> gods are familiar. Although I'm sure you made a good choice back in the day, if that's even possible. Um, but from what I understand, and and for those listening, it'll be pretty clear what it's going to look like. But it should be based on feedback so far, a fairly wet Masters, which is sort of disappointing. But uh, you know, you know me, I like I like it when they go big low, and a soft Masters is a big low opportunity. Mm-hmm. It'll make all the members cringe. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite when people get upset over course conditions, James. <laughs> uh they're too worried about the golf ball not the grass so yeah well i mean <laughs> uh if anyone if anyone actually listens to this uh, and chooses to listen every week i've made it fairly clear my perspective on that so we don't need to uh <laughs> open old wounds just hope that that kind of goes away over time but i am uh i'm definitely curious to see how this year plays out there's a lot of sidebar stories that are trying to be constructed right now a little bit of they versus us mentality going on mr norman seems to be uh <laughs> trying to stir up some stuff even though their probably best opportunity to and has absolutely no idea what he's talking about so that's sort of curious have you followed any of that a uh, little bit so i tried to that be i jumped into it today uh, and on our own thp the obviously because you have the, this huge dynamic we talked about last time i was on of Everybody wants to go to extremes. So they want to be either really, really mad because nobody agrees with them, or they want to be really, really mad because somebody agrees with them. And it, it, everybody just wants to be angry. 
So with Greg doing what old Greg does, uh, I, I'm not of any surprise that that we're starting to get a little a little fiery with it. But I, I mean, you know me, I'm here for it because I, I would like to see some drama to have one of the live dudes like in a legit threat on Sunday. Um, do I want to see them have a giant hoedown on the 18th afterwards? Like it sounds like Greg is trying to plan. Uh, no, no, I don't want to see that. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of an interesting concept because a lot of people would like live in the tour and, and pretty much the fans mostly to, you know, exist in a healthy way alongside each other. Whereas it seems like there's, some uh, intent there to disrupt as much as possible. And I, and I think that's where I get a little bit tripped up because I think that would ruin the whole story. Like, especially if a guy like Cam Smith, who I assume, well, I guess Brooks is, uh, I think I saw Brooks win something recently, mm-hmm. but uh, I assume Cam Smith to be their, their most likely candidate to go and win. Um I would so much rather be that story about him and saying, okay, so maybe going to that tour doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fall off or the relevance goes away. It it would be a really cool story if everyone kind of came together with it, as opposed to created a deeper divide. Um, And we had a nice, a nice chat on THP about it. And I've been, I've been really stewing on it about what the intent is. Um, and, And the problem James is that there are guys who've gone over that tour who have shown no indication of camaraderie, no interest in it. I mean, you know, I, I've always been a huge Dustin Johnson fan, but I don't think he genuinely cares what, what anyone else is doing. Um, and there's a lot of very unlikable characters over there, which, I mean, people can disagree with that. It's it's pretty much well known that a number of those guys are very unliked by a lot of people. Um, but then there are guys like Brooks, who we've seen what he's like during major season, uh, it's either all or nothing for him, and and full swing came around, and we saw him basically snub his dad on camera after mm-hmm. getting cut. Uh, there's no way that, or at least in my perspective, based on what I saw, like how does he change that mentality to f this, I'm out, to I'm going to stick around for an extra two days after cut to celebrate obnoxiously on a on an 18th green, and, and that's kind of the narrative, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't. I this is this is a Greg Norman thing. Like it, 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 a hundred percent is typical Greg Norman doing Greg Norman things in the middle of all this. Whenever, honestly, I think it was a really, really good opportunity for Liv to show up for their players to go through everything, to play, to to not. I mean, it, it's the Masters, right? Don't cause a ruckus. Don't upset the members. Don't do any of these other things. See people you haven't seen before. You're in a setting where they're going to have to be cordial to you because, again, Mm -hmm. it's the Masters. We're not talking about, like, the U.S. Open or something. And and just take advantage of it. Like, this could have made live – I don't want to say look good, but it could have made them look more sane. It could have balanced them a lot, I think. Yes, that's, but that's instead, instead had, we yeah. have we have Greg, the words and rumors of this with Greg trying to organize this. I saw social media stuff of Sergio, who they're not going to wear their live logo out of respect for the Masters and everything. But Sergio's bag was head to toe his clip art team branding from Live, like the fastballs or screwballs or whatever it is. It's some some just dumb dumbness. 
And I'm like, why? Why? Those are those guys like you talked about, though. Some of them just aren't likable. Sergio's not likable. Ian Poulter's not likable. Some of these guys are not likable, and they don't want to be. Brooks flat out said it. You know, he's mad because he hasn't been competing again. You know, and now there's rumors of did he look into potentially buying out and getting back out and going back to the tour? Well, he can't afford that now. DJ <laughs> at least DJ at least comes forward and says what I think we all I, at least I still believe DJ is one of the top 10 players in the world, period. Like, I really do believe that. And then DJ pants on or with shorts on. I think he's better with shorts on. <laughs> um, he's got athletic calves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for real, like this was an opportunity. I feel like they just kind of mucked it up. Yeah. I, I like the idea when it's surprising, like why even make a story about it? Why not have a back channel? have a discussion with the guys be like hey if we do something special here let's all really make a big deal about propping up our our fellow uh tour member and show that we we really have something else going on here whereas this just feels like uh somewhere between a publicity stunt stunt and uh waving the middle finger (laughs) at everyone else for sure and the people who lose are not the tour players it's the fans it's it's ripping apart an experience that we all very much look forward to. I mean, there are many people who suffer through six months of winter for the masters <laughs> and this is like, you know, the start to their season. So I would hate to see that the traditional aspect of the masters and the greatness that it is or that people allow it to be, be uh, altered by something like that. So inevitably you end up rooting against them, which is really, really stupid to me. Uh, no, I've a, it, Go ahead. No, as I say, it, it is, it, it's, it really is dumb because I just, again, it's one of those things I don't understand. Like, common sense should prevail at some point. Like, we know neither side likes each other. That's been made abundantly clear. The Masters was kind of stuck in the middle of it until they decided to say, yeah, we're going to let them play. Nobody really knew how that was all going to shake out. Had had Augusta come out and said, nope, they're not playing, how does that change everything, right? Yeah. So this is almost like an olive branch that comes from it, and and you have an opportunity to just go play. One I, of I don't know. It's just it's frustrating for sure. I, I did really like one comment in the discussion about this where they said uh news flash to Greg, and this is I'm paraphrasing, it's not a perfect quote, but it's news flash to Greg, you'll celebrate the way the masters will let you celebrate. In <laughs> the end, it's true though, right? <laughs> that's so good. I I was dying laughing at that because there, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, and, and I don't really understand the no logo thing. I don't I don't really understand how that came about or why that would be negatively impactful. Like, does it? Well, I really think initially different? some of the stuff I read initially was it was just out of common courtesy. Like it wasn't demanded by anybody. That's but it was it was almost it, the one of the articles I read. It was almost like Greg and Liv said, hey, we won't put our logo all over everything. But now word of this comes out. So which is it? Like, like, are you that bipolar or, or is there something else going on? I don't know. So, okay. So the idea of live logos uh, to, from what I understand is their goal is to make it more than just a golfer. Now it's like a team similar to like an FC Barcelona or something like that. It's, it becomes a much bigger name and now you're starting to buy into the team more than just the player, right? That's, that's the basic principle. Uh, that, that's kind of that kind of a combination of like F1 almost. Okay. So, um, well, you so yeah. yeah, but again, people are buying into that, that that group, that team, and then obviously with the players having ownership in it, there's that aspect. Like so, I don't hate I don't hate the idea. I really right. don't. But I'm trying to think about this like from a 
from a master's perspective if someone showed up with a yankees hat on is that disrespectful to the masters i i I don't know (laughs) i mean they're all getting paid what to wear what they wear and, and no different from the live guys but i've never really thought like it would be offensive or uh, problematic to wear their team logos. Like I, I would feel like just coming and showing up and being decent and wearing your well, team logos would be more respectful than prepping the week by saying, we're going to have a shit show of a celebration on the 18th. If one of our guys wins, which <laughs> if I had to but, pick one, it'd be the logos. Yeah. But okay. So right there again, like with Augusta, maybe they don't, Maybe they don't care so much about the logo thing and every because the idea was maybe everybody will come in and have some decorum. Which, if that's the case, let's just say theoretically, then then the blame for all this rabble rousing, sure, Greg's there, but it's again we come back to the golf media, right? The first conversation that started last week was live players will get coverage. They'll show them on camera if they're playing well. So all the all of a sudden that's a huge talking point. Then the press conference stuff comes out. Well, which lib players are speaking and how many aren't? And that's a big talking point. I watched I watched Behind the Ropes today for an hour and a half, and it keeps coming back. They watched they had the camera on Brooks on the range for like 35 minutes talking about, well, does he does he regret going to live? And and <laughs> so they're they're the ones stirring as much as anything. Uh is the does he the S in that like a dollar sign or no? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dollar sign both ways to go yeah. in and to come it back looked, out yeah it looked pretty clear on full swing that he had a solid plan in mind when he was smirking <laughs> his way into live but you know that it's crazy like i i see what you're saying and and i think the media can't help themselves because like the, some of the daily stuff we get was like pga tour hyper focused and then suddenly masters week shows up and then everything is about a live player it's like man you guys are really desperate you really easy want stuff, that right? story yeah yeah it's, it's the easy it's story cheap. Yeah. Well, and enough of that. I, I hope people can enjoy the the experience. I, I'm I'm not upset that those who were capable of joining based on their status came. I mean, I, I look forward to watching DJ play. I look forward to watching Cam Smith play. There's a handful of those dudes who I could forget tomorrow and feel really good about. <laughs> but that that wouldn't be any different if they were on the PGA tour. So I mean they 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 um they made their own bed there, but uh, we can move on from that because there's an awful lot of good stuff going on. Like, I I was I was perusing. So we actually have a thread on THP, which is not so great for anyone's wallet who's paying attention. But it's all the Masters theme memorabilia that's popping up, uh, and I do have a tiny little rant here before we <laughs> really get into it because there's a ton of good stuff. But why the hell, James, is every Instagram post now from anyone trying to sell anything a freaking video instead of a picture? Why does it have to be a video now? Like, it's such a nuisance. It's because we're old. We like to read things and the younger generation likes to consume videos. Well, I just want a picture. Like, the the weird thing about the video. (laughs) Show me the product. So the video itself (laughs) is like the start of it. So you get a really crappy angle of the product and then it's like grayed out with a big giant play button in the middle whereas like a picture is the best version ever of that item the best angle uh in the best lighting with no grayed out nonsense there so now i gotta click through to instagram now i gotta click a button now i gotta listen because of my computer settings uh to an obnoxiously loud song that i want nothing to do with 
all to see what this amazing product is. I, I think it is a detriment. I think it needs to go away. That is my rant this week. Well, you know my love of like the ability of what a good picture can do for a product. I mean, I, I have I in in my years of doing reviews, I've made some so-so looking products look really good with the right angle and the right picture. So I know exactly what you're saying. It showcases the absolute best aspect of what you're trying to put out there. I just think everybody's trying to be so cute now and catchy yeah. and trendy and and we'll make a video and we'll do this. And if you make a really good video, I'm down with it. But how many of them are actually making good videos? No, I, I don't need yeah. a little mini commercial, man. And you know what the best part is? They all look the freaking same. I don't know if they're like... <laughs> asking the same group to produce it or like they all talk to each other or what it's the same damn video it's the same thing every time it, it's almost like these dudes collab and i'm not trying to roast because i know there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes scenes but it's it's unbelievable how consistently similar a lot of these products end up being isn't that true I just love how fired up you are, but oh, it is dude. true. What a You're weird so thing fired up right now. <laughs> I took a pretty sick photo of a pizza at Big Ed's in Knoxville this weekend. The guys were laughing at me like, man, you know, it, there's, this is a masterpiece and I need to capture it. <laughs> and I didn't do any stupid play button in the middle. But yeah, let's let's move past that because it's a really pointless rant. Uh, but it's it's a funny one, I guess. So um, is there anything that's totally caught your eye so far in the in the master's drops? Man, I, I, I Hatch has kept my attention. I missed all their stuff yesterday because I was at our conference tournaments, so I didn't get to. I didn't get upset because I didn't hit. I just didn't have the opportunity to spend a bunch of money. But even some of the stuff they're still doing on in, in later into the week with their logo stuff's cool. I saw a really cool set of Cobra head covers. Um, that's pretty sweet. Uh, our guys at UST Mamiya with their giveaway of the link in Masters is absolutely it yeah. may be the coolest looking driver shaft I've ever seen. <laughs> it it, it yeah. really might it really might be. It wouldn't go with anything I play, but it really might be the coolest looking driver shaft I've ever seen. That's probably the the thing I've been tagged in most in social media posts. So you know, thanks a lot for spamming my box with that, boys. <laughs> uh, I, but I get it. It's a phenomenal looking product. Uh, you, you talked about one that I've already forgotten and I'm not ranting about, uh, the, uh, getting sniped or the payment failures of hatch or any of those quick hit purchases. I'm, I'm, it's too soon. The, the wound is too fresh. I don't want to talk, <laughs> but, uh, please stop no, trying but, to uh, make me pay so... you in post anyone who I'm trying to purchase it from. Uh, <laughs> I know what it costs in the site. Relax. <laughs> So God, I'm ranty the, today. You huh? are ranty tonight, man. But the uh, the cobra head covers, but the 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 shoes you sent me a picture of today. Oh those man, are, those are slick. You know, the what makes me so mad about them. That did you see the back? Of, so it's the new art, the Articulate Masters mm -hmm. release, uh, or do they call it the Verdant Collection? I think that's oh, right. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, and they have like a silver base to him did you see that mm -hmm. on the back oh that's crazy <laughs> with the the spikes in the bottom are yellow with a green it pops so hard man i'm I'm eyeballing those like crazy uh although i will say from puma i think the coolest product they've done so far this year is the ptc driver head that thing looks nuts yeah that's i, I if we're going special releases just in general that's that's tops for me because I, it's done so well and it's it's a concept that could have been done so poorly 
right? Yeah. Because you're oh, when you yeah. go with those bright colors and stuff like that. And I know with the PTC stuff last year, they did the bright gold. And that was a lot, but it still looked cool. But this is just a different level. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I would say, you know, all over with these special releases, though, Puma and Cobra are kind of flexing at it, which is fun to see for the major companies. Yeah. Um, you know, I gauge how good it is. I showed my wife and she didn't roll <laughs> her eyes at me. She actually said, oh, wow, that's cool. So, yeah, that uh, clearly escalated beyond her perspective as well, which is neat. Um, there was another one that was really cool. Uh, it's the 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 group is called two talents they're on instagram they do quite a bit of metalworking. Uh, they have a butterfly knife looking pitch uh divot repair tool you know what i'm talking about oh i haven't seen that yeah so they uh they did a master's release that's i think uh only 40 pieces so it's pretty small but they did brass in the handle and then the uh the joints are like a a really cool looking green it's wicked oh, stamping yeah. on the side. Yeah, it's it's absolutely killer. So uh, I love that uh, these companies are going all in. And the one we saw first was the uh, Paradigm Driver, the Master's mm-hmm. Driver. That that looks insane, man. I, and I'll, I will say I like my version better because it's blue and I'm you blue. Know, <laughs> you like blue, cover, dude. It's a custom. <laughs> it's got the red or the yellow and green and white. Oh, they killed that. Well, I would say though, like. I think it it may have been a year or so ago, whatever. You and I have had the conversation before around this time that it, there was a, there was a handful of companies that did it really well. There was a handful of companies that just slapped yellow and green on everything, and then there were some that just they they put stuff out because it it really felt like they they just had this thought that they had to right. Mm-hmm. Um, but now the the breadth of it's so much better. Did you see Adele's custom putter cover? Yeah, those are. It's cool. so simple, and it it it's obviously Masters themed, but it's something that you can use beyond that anytime. And I dig that. It's just that's that's the kind of stuff that that makes you stick in people's heads, as opposed to just some try hard thing. And and we're seeing a lot more companies start to grasp that. I have a challenge. I have a challenging question for you. And and maybe you've already made up your mind on it. But one of the things I found fascinating is there are so many of these smaller companies doing really, really cool stuff around the majors and just in general with their accessories for golf. My question to you is, do you think this has pushed the manufacturers to do better? I think so. I think I think it has made a lot of them really, really start to pay attention and it's made it even more evident to those who still don't quite get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to blast anybody because that's not what we do. But if we talk about like putter covers, TaylorMade has kind of figured it out. Their quality has gone through the roof. Their, their styles and the way that the, the head covers are designed are very much like EP and and that style so it's it's a higher stitch count it's durable as opposed to some of these you know the last few that we've seen from odyssey the quality is just not good and and i hate that because they were they were in the lead of that for so long so mm. but i think a lot of this stems from again you have a hatch you have a swag you have a bet narnie doing what they're doing their covers they're monopoly ones from the masters that they're they just teased so are good. absolutely so they're so ridiculous that it's amazing yeah and, and but all those companies are doing that and then on top of it you get smaller brands like almigos and and you know ep does a lot of their head covers and ep is doing a lot of covers for a lot of people now and these smaller boutique companies now have putter covers or 
driver covers or whatever that are made by a really good cover company with high stitch counts and they all look better than what some of the most mm-hmm. of the major companies are putting out so yeah i think it, it has to force them to either get better or just stop doing it well yeah, that's a fair point because i don't think they'll ever stop doing head covers what i'm curious about is whether they try and compete or effectively give up and just provide really basic okay products i mean well, it's not to say they, they they would fall apart but the idea is there's an understanding that golfers who are uh in the lunatic fringe at the very least are willing to go the extra mile and for the longest time we've been walking billboards for the companies we like and i think the good example there is uh shirts like i can think of a decade where an adidas logo a nike logo and an under armor logo were the three things you saw most of and they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger on shirts mm-hmm. and people finally like you know what the hell man like this is enough stupid, enough yeah. right so i think there's an understanding that and and i felt this a lot I, I love the idea of presenting who i play in the head covers i use but if the if i can't have a little bit of fun with it then suddenly it's like, well, if I'm going to keep this in the bag, I like to mix it up. And if I can mix it up with like a head cover, then I'm going to do it. Well, I, and it makes me wonder, like, it, at what point do we see some of these big companies maybe go th- with a batch from, you know, a, a, an EP or whoever it is that's manufacturing? I mean, too long used to use EP. Mm-hmm. So, but I, mm-hmm. I also, I also know and understand that when you get to, companies the size of of a tailor-made a callaway uh you know all of those just monsters it, it's a lot harder to i think get those kind of things through to push them through because everything's so focused on the dollar okay so we can do boutique putter covers so that we're gonna have to sell for 120 dollars, or we can order 70 times as many and we're gonna pay five dollars a cover and we'll sell them for fifty dollars it becomes a financial thing. And yeah. so it, that I wonder who, and that's why I think like, did you see the driver and fairway and hybrid cover from Cobra? Yeah, I did actually. Yeah. Like, and I don't know is if it's available for sure or not. It was in our thread. So I assumed it was, if mm. so, that's an example of a big company doing something in a smaller batch that just, that works. That will get somebody to play. Like you said, a branded cover of that, of that kind of club, but it's still going to have some of their style. So I think that's the next evolution. Are the companies going to figure this out or not? I don't know. <laughs> well, it, it, it's are they going to figure it out and do they want to play along? I think is the that's probably the better way to state it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and and I think about that a lot. I look at the example of the uh, it did say customs on it, but the Masters driver head cover from Callaway, dude. I I would bag that in a heartbeat. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. You know, drop in for the whole driver. Like I, I'd like to purchase the head cover kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's going to be really curious to see as these other groups because I don't I don't see them going away by any stretch. I, I definitely see it changing. Um, people are inevitably going to get bored about you know battling it out every week for the same from the same dudes and then tripling the price. And but I'm not getting into that. Whatever, it's fine. But uh, but hey, but I'll ask you this: Are they are they going to get tired of it? Because how long has it been happening with Scotty? That's a good question. Well, Scotty's getting insane. And and I think Scotty was the original where you bought a Scotty and then the head covers came after and, and they were all very comfortable with it. But that is actually, 
I think Scotty and Betty are probably the two best examples, right? Absolutely. Because they, you buy the putter and then you continue to buy their head covers. But they're all branded and they're all quality. And we've also seen Bettinardi, though. They've kind of evolved out of that mm-hmm. to where it's almost like it used to be a solid, I'd say, 70-30 of push-up putters versus accessories. And now it's it's definitely 50-50, if not 60-40 the other way. And yeah. the accessory and their access, like we said, the monopoly stuff, it's absolutely killer. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's so it, it's just, it's interesting how that segment has changed, but Scotty started it and did it well. Like, I don't have any qualms against that. Like I was always amazed and I'm still amazed, honestly, like you and I've talked about the stand bags and stuff like that, that goes up and immediately it's quintuple the price and all these other yeah. things. Well, that and, pissed and me off. There's some pretty cool bags. There's some awesome totally stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not I'm not touching that in in, uh, in resale. There's no I've got way. you ranty. You're ranty tonight. Uh, well, it's crazy, man, because it all starts <laughs> to live. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's how I get you. Thanks, Greg. Uh, no, so I think uh, it'll be fun to see if there's any more master stuff come out. I, I would assume by this time the show drops, we'll see. Have seen it all. I know Swag still got some stuff coming. Uh, it looks like Hatch still got some stuff coming. I think most of the big OEMs have their product out there. Feels uh, like it. It's cool to see companies like Puma do the stand bags as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I want to say Srixon did that for at least a couple of their recent drops, which is cool to see. Because I mean, stat bags are cool, but no one's gonna game them, right? It's uh, it's an office hanger at best. So when you see like that concept go into the stand bags, you at least have a chance of actually using it. I think that's where it gets pretty cool. No, for sure. I mean, I that my stand bags that are in here are just display stuff, or my <laughs> my my staff bags. Like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna strap them onto a cart and go. I just that's not me. But they're fun. They're cool to look at. Do you want know. to uh, do you want to do a little bit of a therapy session tonight? Oh, today? okay. I'm tonight, scared, today? but sure, sure. All right. I I um <laughs> I had the absolute thrill of playing golf. I guess it would be this past weekend with a few THPers in Knoxville. Shout out to them. Um, uh, totally complete range of skill, complete range of quality of golf course. I think the first day we paid $10 to walk as many holes as we felt like on a nine hole, uh, followed by the windiest round of golf in my life. And don't you dare talk about banded dunes right now. Yes. And then finally, um, an absolutely stunning golf course on the on the last day, which wasn't supposed to be the last day, but uh <laughs> yeah, you know, those <laughs> late nights will catch up to you. Um <clears throat> but there there was a lot of really interesting discussion around the golf swing. Uh part of it was because I've gone for about a year with that I've uh, been shared pretty publicly here because I don't mind um struggling with my driver's swing getting a little long throwing a little bit early and across and uh you know the guys walked me through it similar to the way you would and actually forced me to hit driver for the majority of our final round which went pretty well and and it and it got me and not not just that but also some of the other conversations i i always find myself when i hit a bad shot making somewhat of a sarcastic but also in hopes of truth I'm going to make par from there, or we can still make birdie from there. Or I'll make birdie. It's fine. Um, and the first day I actually made two or three absolutely absurd putts to save what, what I assume was par or birdie on the hole. And, and it just had me, had me really thinking 
going down that like mental rabbit hole of golf and trying to figure out why I do that and why some folks don't, because you get some of that vocalized negativity or over positivity, which is almost like self demeaning. <laughs> and, and, and I wondered other people's perspective and, and we will have a thread on THP about this. And I'd really love to continue that conversation there, but I'd love it from you first, because I know you're the type of guy who, who lives and plays with everything, just absolutely hanging off your sleeve. <laughs> uh, you know, there's nothing hidden until you uh, have a very, very, very bad day out there. And then things get weird, but <laughs> what what are your thoughts on the idea of playing with confidence? What where where does your perspective fall on that? I mean, it's it's changed over the years, and a lot of that, and you've seen me evolve in that regard from whenever we first started playing golf together to now. Um, what you talk about, the way you think about things after a bad shot, you call it kind of sarcastic and whatever else, but it's not. That's actually that's actually the healthy mindset that you want as a golfer because. In this game, if, if your first thought is, well, shit, I, that's got bogey all over it, it might have double or triple on it. <laughs> but And I drive, my, I drive my high school kids absolutely bonkers because they'll miss. And I'm like, hey, if ball's still up. Go make par. And they're just – they're so hyper-focused. And I think that mindset allows you – it shakes you out of the hyper-fixation of what just happened. Now, you know as well as I do when we're walking from the ball to the next shot, I'm still thinking about the swing and what, what went on <laughs> with it. But, but you, you've, also, you've also triggered something in your head about, you know mm -hmm. what, it, it is golf. Right. Our tournament yesterday, we played on punch greens, your favorite. And, you know, one of my, my best kid had four or five putts that were just dead in the heart, and they hit a punch mark full of sand and bounced left or right of the cup. And he's just angry. And I just see what I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years ago. And I'm like, bro, it was a good role. What are you going to do? Nature got you. And, and I think psychologically, that's kind of where you have to find. I think a lot of golfers never get there because there's either a level of embarrassment or, and I don't mean in a bad way, but there's a disconnect of reality of how hard this game actually is. Mm -hmm. this, this game is hard. Like if you so, want to play at a good level, it's hard. So uh, <clears throat> I'm going to ask a question that I think as a coach, you'd be able to answer better than I could, because I, I, I try everything I can to look at the game of golf as a very positive experience. And, and I know I play to a fairly low cap. So my perspective of I can get up and down there is a little bit more realistic than let's say just for generally speaking, a 25 mm -hmm. handicap, you know, realistically there is, potential for someone near scratch to get it up and down. So I, I understand the idea that not everyone's going to look at the next shot as like an opportunity to save, but is it realistic for a 15 handicap or a 20 handicapper to miss a green and think in their head, I can get up and down from there. Is that, is that being beyond it or is it, where does that line get drawn? And, and what do you think's, realistic I, I think i so we're gonna get deep into it there because that's something like especially with younger kids that i really have to get through so the idea of i've missed a green and i'm gonna get up and down from there has to be in your head not an it's not an absolute just because you're saying that you're not saying i'm gonna live or die by god to get up and down from this it's more in lines of you know what 
I can hit a good shot from here and I'm going to give myself a chance. And I really, and it's helped me more than anything, but I preach it to my kids constantly is just give yourself a chance. It may be a chance to save bogey. It may be a chance to save double, to save off triple. It may be a chance to make birdies. It may be any of those things, but your mindset of I'm going to get up and down is all about, in my opinion, I'm going to give myself a chance and, and not, not getting frantic whenever I'm trying to get up and down and I decelerate and I chunk it or I skull it or I'm in a bunker trying to get up and down and I catch it too heavy or too thin or the sand was too packed because your mindset was in the right spot that's going to give you the opportunity to get up and down. You may not do it. I mean, crap, most of the time you're not going to. I yell at my boys all the time when they get mad about missing a 12-foot putt. I'm like, guys, like on tour, that's a 30% make. Why are you mad? Or you're statting them, are you? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time because so, it, it'll it'll snap them out real quick. But I so think that, it's always about a chance. That's an interesting point because I, I know that it's not completely and utterly finite and I actually really subscribe to the idea that golfers have skill levels that are in different locations of their game. Mm-hmm. But I would say on average, the the average golfer, the easiest thing for them to improve is probably their putting. And then from there is probably their short game because yep. there's so much availability there to, to do it, practice it, refine it. There's not as many working parts. In fact, the fewer working parts you have in those, the better. And you also have the ability to go and try and do it anytime you want, yep. as opposed to having to hit, you know, bashing 57 irons to try and get that, you know, sweeping draw into your game. Yep. So, my thought is, and this is how I've always looked at it, I think anyone who misses a shot and has their next shot, the idea should be let's level set and and try and at least to at the very least say, let's try and get this next one on the green. Mm-hmm. Because once you're on the green, then you have a little bit more control over your own destiny. If you miss the green again, then suddenly you're in another challenging shot. It is so, one of the it's one of the hardest mental things though to grasp and i've seen you know plus handicaps i've seen 30 plus handicaps it's a hard for whatever reason in our nature it is a hard thing to make yourself in a situation whether you're scrambling and trying to save or get yourself back into a situation or you're just in the middle of a round to look at a shot and understand i don't need to go with that flag I can just hit it in the middle of the green here. And if I put a putter in my hand, I got a really good chance because for most people, even if they're not great putters, they're probably more skilled there than they are hitting a flop shot. Right. Um, so it, it, it creates this whole other, this, this whole other mental dynamic of it. And it's hard. And yes, sometimes you play a course with a three tiered green. You can't just aim at the middle of the green based on where the flag is. I get that. <laughs> but but the basis of it's true. Mm. Same same if you've got a really skanky lie off of a chip shot, don't try to stick it tight. Just put it on the surface. Give yourself yeah, a chance. Get the ball moving. Get it. You're on gonna because you're gonna minimize. Okay. You're gonna minimize damage. Yeah. It's gonna put you in a better mental spot for the rest of your round, and you're probably just gonna enjoy golf a whole lot more. Well, let me segue that a little bit because one of the things I really wanted to talk about was. There is always, I think most of us, at least this this version of us who don't get paid to play golf, 
I, I think there's a really finite situation between your swing, finding your swing, and fearing your swing. I've been really trying to wrap my head around this because I have, I think, at least with my driver swing, there's a certain component where I get to and I really start fearing it, and then mm-hmm. things that bad things happen. So I'm I'm speaking mostly to myself here. Is I'm not finding my swing. I get to a place and I start to fear things, and that's when things go wrong. Uh, when you mentioned the skanky lies around the greens, um, you know, I I played a, a lot of dormant Bermuda this weekend, so I'm very familiar what it's like to be, you know, uh, lie fearing around a, a mm-hmm. green, very fresh in my mind. So this this applies to everything, not just lie, but condition, but situation, but shape, but everything. What are your thoughts on the difference between finding a golf swing versus fearing it? Oh, I mean, I'm in the process right now of, uh, and well, when we started and we got on together here, I, that's what I told you. I spent most of the day. I'm just trying to find, I'm trying to find the right feels because coming out of winter and in the middle of coaching season and everything else, I always go through this, this valley and it's pretty normal. Uh, but this year, as far as drivers gotten into it, it's gotten a little, little more iffy. And I was hitting driver really well last year, probably better than I've ever hit driver. And, and now it's not there. So automatically uh, my mind starts going down the slippery slope to where I totally understand what you're doing, what you, what you mentioned when you bring up with that, like you do start to get this little seed of, okay, now what? Because yeah. but the, the, the problem, but the problem with it is right. When that gets in there, you do, whether you realize it consciously or subconsciously, you add five or six different things in your swing mm-hmm. to where it's gone from screwed to royally screwed. But Can you it, could also have those days where you go out and you hit that first tee shot and it feels right. And all of a sudden your mind is, it, you're not fearing it anymore. It mm-hmm. may not be there. You may not have found it all the way, but you remember that you're, you're competent. It is there somewhere. And I, it's funny. I, it's funny how fine line that is. I really want to hear in the thread that's created uh, is out there. If you're not on THP, sign up and get, get talking with us in the community. Super fun experience. Everyone's awesome on there. And if they're not, they'll be told they're not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I really want to know people's perspectives because swings break down in very unique ways. Mine breaks down differently than yours versus someone else. So, uh, I watched seven different golf swings this weekend, and that was very evident that uh, you know we've all got something going on that we're not we're not super confident in. But I'm curious to know what is your fear at moment, uh, everyone out there. Tell us tell us what your fear at moment is in the thread so we can get a discussion going on. I think that'd be a really fascinating thing, and it might be kind of therapeutic because we started talking. I was actually talking to uh, a friend last week about the top of my swing being a, a real problem. And we were sort of walking through it and he made a couple mentioned and that fear at moment, he, he sort of isolated something I was doing that was a little bit stupid. And from that point, I started working away from it. So it, that fear at moment be, became more of a, an opportunity for me to check, you know, mm-hmm. and then started to adjust things to improve it. And, and it certainly did improve over the last week. Uh, but, you know, winter being winter, <laughs> it, it's a very un, unsurprising thing that we're all sort of in our fear moment right now. Um, yeah. Well, I think so just real quick, like you, you that you, you had something to check. I, I, 
and by no means are either of you, you or I swing instructors or anything else like that. But I, I can say from a side psychological perspective, it is a way better place for golfers of any skill level to have something in, in that they know is a check for them. Mm-hmm. If, if things start going sideways on a golf course, I, I tell my kids all the time and, it, and it's thanks to one of the parents of one of my really good boys. And, I, and it clicked with me is like, go to your checks for some kids. It's, it's their grip ball position. Like, and it's these little things. And, and, and our problem as lunatics is it can't be a little thing. Well, sometimes that little thing and the focus on that check takes care of the other stuff because the last thing you want to do is start playing golf swing because when you start playing golf swing on the golf course, you get to that fear at moment, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're, it either clicks and Hey, I fixed my swing. How many times do we read that, see that, hear that, say that. But if it doesn't now you're terrified. Yeah. Well, it's the interesting thing about golf, right? Because, and I think this will resonate with a lot of people. You get to the very end of your backswing and your entire goal is to square the golf club up from there. Uh, your mental thought from the very top of your swing is how can I square the golf club up? And the first It'll- thing a lot of people do is throw their hands over the top and then rotate their right elbow basically away from them. And that's a really brutal thing to do. And I'm saying it's brutal because I've been doing it and it hurts when I do it swinging at 115 plus. <laughs> well, and, and you're, you're swinging at 115 plus in less than a second. Yeah. That a golf swing takes. Um, and, and I was I right? laughed at the idea and I don't, I don't remember if I said it on the show or I was having a conversation about it, but these people who say that it would, it would take a lot of physical fitness to swing the way the pros do and the efficiency that they do. And then you have these pros look at them and like, you are working so much harder than I am. Yep. <laughs> That's why people who have good swings don't get hurt. <laughs> There's truth to it though. Uh, that's crazy. Well, let's uh, let's go full circle on this show, man. Uh, we we need to talk masters a little bit. There's a round in when this drops. Hopefully, round one will be fully complete, and they're moving into round two. I have two questions for you. Number one, who's going to win? <laughs> two, who's going to win the par three? Oh man, I think we will see. I like, and it's the kiss of death, right? But yep. I like, I like somebody like a Tony Fee now again in the part three. <laughs> I was thinking about Tony's ankle, but but well, I was thinking about that too. But like Tony likes to have fun, yeah, and he embr- he kind of embraces that. Uh, I, I have always wondered how many guys will go to the par three and play because you know it, the, the curse is real, right? Mm-hmm. We'll play really, really well, and then at the end, just play really bad, <laughs> or just hand like the put- oh, hand the putter away to yes, significant yes. other or child. Oh no, or, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is not quadru- about me. It's about that. It was a quadruple bogey. <laughs> Darn. Better X. Um, yeah, I get you. So I mean, but I like somebody like a Tony in that because they they embrace the moment for what it is. I think that's cool. All right, it's, give me the big one. Give me the big. Oh one. man, I've 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 sat here the whole time we've talked, and I've tried to think about it because I haven't I haven't really locked in on anybody this year. But Dean I, said that he really regretted not dark horsing Jason Day. You know, watching him play the other week. He looks like old J Day. Isn't it interesting? And and I I had forgotten just how good he was when he was yeah. healthy. Can I ask a question? Do you think his kids are out of diapers? Because that's a big change in your life. 
Oh, I don't even want to think about the diaper era, man. That's exactly right, man. Gaston <laughs> free once the diaper stage is over. Uh, um, no, no, no. Seriously, what's what's the big pick? I, I honestly, and, and and it's kind of a, it's not a cop out pick because I really do think it. I think Scotty can go back to back. Isn't that interesting? He's and I've never, good. I've never really felt that way about this one because you just, I mean, it was it happened once. Uh, maybe more than that when you go back in the eras. Don't come at me, golf historians. Um, <laughs> get out of get out of I'm they will come at me and make fun of my shorts. And um, but no, I just I Scotty, and I know Rom's been playing well, and Rory's interviews today were really good. And like he seems like he's embraced that it's not a swing issue at, at Augusta, it's a psychological issue for him, mm-hmm. which is what I think he's always needed to address. He scored some um, monster rounds there, and I apparently he played really well a week or two ago when he went and warmed yeah. up. Yeah, and they said something. I think was it Rory they were talking? He's played like eighty something holes already in the last couple weeks there. So, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just like, and I know he's got all the other stuff in the pomp and circumstance of being the returning champion, but I just I feel like Scotty's just kind of in his zone. I love it. Any dark horse picks? Mm. Dark horse pick for me, I will say Dustin Johnson. Okay. And I count him as a dark horse. I know where he's ranked, but let's be real. Nobody's going to give DJ a chance. Does uh, Bryson shoot 69 or better? I think Bryson makes the weekend. Yeah. I think he makes the weekend. But so I think it's gonna be it's gonna be close. I think it's he's right around par. Nice. Do I now what do I want him to shoot? <laughs> I'd like him to shoot like 30 <laughs> over. But <laughs> uh, now now who's your pick? You gotta do the same thing. You yeah, gotta yeah, give me fair. your par three, uh, give him your dark horse, and yeah. Well, I was really disappointed to see Rory struggling a bit, but he clearly had some good things going at Austin. So um I'd love I'd very much love to see him win there. Um, I'd very much love to see Tony Fino in there. I'm a big fan of both of them. I think JT winning there would be very satisfying. Uh, I'd love to see Scheffler go back to back. He's such a, an interesting dude uh, in that he's not crazy interesting in the spotlight. So now that we know season two of full swings out, that adds some camera time <laughs> for him. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any crazy dark horse picks. I just, there are a couple guys who I think really need to add that to their resume, and I'd love to see it this week. Really would. Who so. do you think? Who do you not want to win? Oh, the list is long, man. No, <laughs> yeah, you got to pick one. I can tell you mine right um, off the bat. Go ahead. I I do not want Sergio Garcia to win, and I was so happy when Sergio broke through, and because you know I thought this dude like he, he deserved it right after all the stuff yeah, he yeah. went through, and he's. He's Spanish and all the other stuff, but now I I talked to my kids the other day. Is like I kind of wish he would have never won. Really, that's uh, my stance yeah. on him with all so this. It's interesting about him. I don't think he has a, a even the slightest chance. Of We're winning. not saying I mean, that though. We're not saying that. This is a shot. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking a shot here and saying that he wasn't even on my radar. Like, of course, I don't want him to win. He's incredibly unlikable from our side of things. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, not at all. Um, I, I mean, I could cop out and say Brooks. I, I've never been a fan of his shtick. Uh, it, it seemed 
really awkwardly played out uh, full swing seemed like trying to put two left shoes on for one uh, hour long episode of nonsense, but I don't know. I don't really like seeing people play bad, but I also don't like seeing people who do nothing for the gameplay. Well, <laughs> that's such a bad answer. It's I don't not, know. Buddy. Um, see, look at you. You're dodging. You're dodging. <laughs> uh, I, I do kind of want to see Mito on the 18th and see what kind of driver swing he has this time. Yeah, I mean, watching video of that and reliving that, whew, I forgot just how bad that swing was. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> you think he had a fear it moment? During he, that? Had a, he had a fear it moment, yes. <laughs> While the uh, announcers are lambasting him for not picking an iron. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I've been beating it in my kid's head uh figuratively for the last couple of years to not cheer against people but uh some of those dudes make it pretty hard so yeah it's one hey, of those games it's one of those games like i i'm a big believer in you don't root for somebody to do bad right well i know who aaron ekblad will not be rooting for uh yeah Florida that's panthers <laughs> <laughs> you uh do you have any other questions for me this week buddy i do not man i do not thank you for having me on of course, this was a last-minute decision. I, I hear James is a fairly popular guy in the pod, so let's get him on talk master stuff. It's always an exciting event, and um, kind of kicks off the golf season. Played with the wife today, which is super cool. She claims James that she's going to play twenty-four times this year. Gosh, she'll be good by the end of that, though. It's like twenty more than last year. So I'm not saying I'll believe it when I see it, but I am a hundred percent here for it. We're buying her new clubs. Uh, and we're gonna make we're gonna guilt her all the way to 24, I think. Nice, nice. <laughs> all right, my friend. Hey, let's do this again soon. I appreciate you. You're the best. Everyone out there listening in, if you're golfing this weekend, try not to do it Sunday in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the masters. Uh, I know I will be jump on the THP forum if you want to have a conversation about it. Our uh, major threads over there are always absolutely awesome. So if you are playing, have a great time. We will catch you next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.